Welcome to another episode for Journey of ANR. I'm Armid. I'm Rochelle. On this episode, we want to talk about the stand culture in relationship to fanaticism. And fanaticism is described as an extreme or often unquestioning enthusiasm, devotion, or zeal for something such as religion, political stance, or cause. So we wanted to put that though in the context of relationship that people have with celebrities. You know, one of the things like growing up, I remember people passing out because they were, were at a concert for Michael Jackson or Owen Prince and, or any other celebrities. I always thought that was interesting. So do you feel like you've experienced anything like that? Where personally, I mean, I've never experienced anything where I felt an overwhelming emotions for to pass out for someone, especially someone who I guess I don't know personally. I've never experienced it, but then again, I feel like it. I don't know if I understand it. I guess I understand it somewhat. I guess it's a special love that the person have for those artists. But personally, I I've never experienced it. I mean. I think that level of fanaticism is different to being starstruck. Like, you know, sometimes you see a star that you really like and then you like get excited. You don't know how to put, where to push yourself. And you like, you want to have a picture and you like, you have all those butterflies. I've experienced that. I'm not saying I've never experienced that. There's like so many artists that I've seen in person and and I remember I used to work in a theater and it was like a regular thing. And, but what they instill in us in other theaters is that they just regular people, chill, right? And I think that was very helpful because at the end of it, it became like, eh, whatever. Like, it was nice to see. It was nice to see Al Pacino in person. And I was like, so happy and excited in my heart. I was like, oh my God, that's Al Pacino. And it was like, right in front of me and but that's it as much as I love him and I'm like that's one of the greatest actors for me but it's like okay that's it I'm cool with that like you know I know people when they see specific artists or celebrities it's like such a big deal it's like they will go extra and overboard to do stuff but like you said pass out or do things that you know i guess us quotation normal people feel like it's a normal it's not it's not something that regular people do but i feel like also maybe for us caribbean people it's somewhat a little weird it's things that we see on tv i grew up seeing those things on tv but it's a little weird because i don't think that's something i've ever even witnessed back home like i don't think even our own back home celebrities like we don't go to that level I guess you you must be very passionate or I don't know like it's it's still a question mark for me like I really want to know is it too much emotion that makes the person that goes up in your brain and then that just shut down like you just your brain can just can't handle that much of emotion and things happening all at once and then you just like pass out you just like okay 
I give up. Like, it's just my brain stopped working for a second in order to to recharge again and then reprocess all over again. Because sometimes when you know our, our our brain is a computer, when our brain felt overwhelmed and you know overused by all the synapse, and it's it just act. So that's how I see it. That's my that's my version of signs of why it happens. I don't know. It it never happens to me, but I've seen it on TV. Yeah, I, I do believe it's a it's like a big range of emotion that the body can't handle and you just shut down or you just, yeah, you just shut down. I hope it never happens to me. I don't think it will ever happen to me, but you know, who knows? This is life. But even when you ask that, it makes me think, like, is there like a celebrity, like when I mean celebrity, a range of celebrity, like it could be, it doesn't have to be music industry, film industry, whatever it is. Is there a celebrity that you feel like you are very much of a fan of, like whether growing up or or even now? Well, for me, I mean, like when I think about it, when I listen to music, I mean, I can think about how someone like Eve and hearing her story shaped me and you know, it was to me, it was always about like the fact that they had struggles and they would talk about their struggles of even dealing with certain things, making choices. But as far as that, I understood, I always saw them as examples in people putting out their story to learn. I don't think there's anybody who I can look at and say, oh, they did something and there is nothing wrong. Like, I'm just so in awe that because that's the other part of um, fanaticism is that you don't judge right like not judge but you don't see you only you you everything is you don't question anything right you just say yes this person is perfection they can do no wrong but in reality majority of them like you said they're humans celebrities famous people um people at the hair um, highest rank in their field, you know, researchers, doctors, whoever, they're humans. They may be the best singer, the best fighter, the best videographer, but however, they're humans. I bet you there's one part of their lives where they don't excel at. And I think that to me, I always see them as humans and they have human struggles. And they, the next what I was going to say is that do we as a society go on the threshold of putting them like demigods, I guess you could say, or, you know, God with the little G, because I don't think I'd get any excitement unless I was to literally meet God. Like if God was to come or maybe Jesus, I'd probably be like, are you really Jesus? <laughs> but if all three of them were to come, because I would be like, I would probably, I think of my reaction would probably be big. But I feel like anybody else, it, to me, if I see you, to me, if I see you on the street, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. I pass you in the street. You're walking to go to the store. Obviously, go wherever you're going, just like I'm doing. So I always felt it was weird to be like, can I take a picture with you? It's like, can the person go about their day? You paid for the movie. You watched the movie. 
and like give them some space and yes they're nice and some of them you know but like yes but also they're spending moments with their family and also the other part is as far as do you feel like we kind of put them on or on the threshold of like you know demigods or gods with little g do you also think that we feel like we're entitled to their time we as in society like we feel like if you're in the restaurant enjoying a meal with your mother on mother's day or with your child for their birthday enjoying your anniversary do you feel like it's how do you feel like when people what do you think about it when people feel like they're entitled to take to ask you to interrupt your time bonding with your family to take a picture I think it's a little it's a little complicated more complicated to me like I feel like I get it. I get it that sometimes you see somebody that you really, really love for their talent. And then you're like, I can't let that, per- this is like your one in a lifetime opportunity to be like, I saw that person. I took a picture with that person. It's a big deal. It's something that us human, we, we, we thrive on. We thrive to recognize ourselves for for doing rare stuff it's like so that you can go like you know not to necessarily brag it's like you had that experience of seeing this person because that person is famous and it's not often that you get to see that person but at the same time there's a lot of people who take that for granted like you have people who live on the upper east side whenever they see certain actors and they're like I see that actor all the time. They live on, you become, it becomes normal to you. But when it's rare, then it becomes such a big deal. I do think that sometimes there has to be some sort of a respect given to that person's like life. Um, Like if I see you at a dinner, like if I'm, like if I see you eating with somebody, I'm not saying I wouldn't go to you and ask for a picture. If I want that picture, I'm going to get that picture. However, I'm not going to be disrespectful about it. I'm not going to feel like, oh, if I don't have that picture, it's the end of the world. Like I'm just a humble fan asking for a picture. Now, if you feel like, well, like this is a personal time, like, you know, like matter of fact, like I will take the picture with you and your wife or your side girl or your whoever, just to include them just because I don't want them to feel like I'm taking over the dinner. No, like, but there are people who are very invasive. There are people who feel like I want to take a picture with you right then and there and you can't say no. And they are also disrespectful to your guests. Like they are very nonchalant to a person. Like they only see you. They don't even see the person or acknowledge the person next to you, or even apologize for interrupting your dinner or things like that. There are people who are very aggressive like that. And I think at that moment, then it becomes a complete different thing. And I can't imagine myself also, like I I even think as myself in their shoes, like how would I react? Like, what would I do? Like, I, I get it. It is somewhat a responsibility for those people to kind of like please their fan in a way because that's the least that they can do to recognize that person oh 
that person is a fan so therefore let me do this or therefore let me do that like as a way to pay back i get that they're not obligated to to give you that picture or do any of those things but if they do those things they kind of like it's like a payback to the to to their fan to their fan community but i think that sometimes some people feel very entitled for it it's like because i love you as who you are or for the talents that you have you have to always take pictures with me whenever i see you or you have to acknowledge me well i like maybe a lot of people they sing act paint just to distress <laughs> like you know i you know I act because I just want to act. I want to escape my own personal reality. And that's maybe that's the reality that I want to leave. So therefore I'm going to leave in it. And I'm going to act and act. Or I paint because I don't want to face certain things. So, or maybe that's how I want to express myself since I can't express myself in person. Or I don't know. I'm like, whatever the, the, the talent of the person, some people do that to decompress. And I think sometimes not a lot of fans sees it like that. A lot of fans sees like, you have a job. Your only job is to entertain me and I'm your fan and you give me love and that's it. If I ask for a picture, the least you can do for me buying your music is give me that picture right now whenever I ask for it or whatever. That's why I'm like, it's, I get it. But also I think that sometimes it's taken too far. Like I understand the love behind it, but I just think that sometimes it's just, you know, like I'm not going to make somebody feel uncomfortable just because I want a damn picture. Like, you know, I can give you your peace, your space. I even think of people, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I, I love a lot of entertainers. <laughs> I don't know if I love them to the point of going, I'm not like in your personal space personally, like, but because I'm already afraid of rejection. I'm already afraid of you telling me, no, you don't want to take a picture of me. Like, so I, I'm even afraid to even ask. Like, I'm happy to see you, but I'm not going to ask to take a picture once at a time. Like, I remember I was, I saw Felicia Rashad and oh my God, I mean, I love this lady. Like, I don't know her in person, but I already feel like this lady is beautiful inside out. And in my heart, like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like literally a little girl screaming. That's how like excited I was. But I'm like, I'm not gonna bother her. She was with her friends. Like, this is her walking in front of me and I'm behind her. And I'm like, she's walking with her friends. She's having a conversation. Then her friends left and she's waiting for a, a cab. And I'm like, nah man I'm like <laughs> I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna go and bother her because the person just worked just did theater and they like they don't want to be bothered maybe they just want to calm down in the cab and head home like you know what I mean like I feel like sometimes there are friends who doesn't they they just don't think that far they don't put themselves in somebody else's shoes to to understand why they would say no sometimes, I guess. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like a lot of people enough, 
but not to the level to go all over the place or get mad um, or frustrated about something that they would say no about. That's just me. Well, as far as approaching anyone, I just think it's disrespectful, period. Because if I'm out with my family, it's like boundaries. You're out with your family, you're not wanting us. If a random stranger came and said, I know you and so having a conversation, it's to me rude. And the same way it's you admire that person's art. That person's not their walk, they're not their walking art. If I admire a doctor, I go to their clinic, their office and you know i'm not what they're not walking around being a doctor they have other parts of their self like you said she was with a friend she's a friend she's a sister and i feel like it's to the point where you're not entitled you paid for music you got the music you only you like the music because it speaks to you you like it if you're just buying the music because such and such made it well well then you already on the wrong step I'm not buying anything I don't want or doesn't resonate with me. And I think that's the thing. I feel like, oh, I buy your music. Did you not get a product? You bought a product. That person's not a product for you to consume at your leisure. You, The product you bought, you can do that. You want to go to the movies? You went to the movies. That person is not that character. They're great. They're good. But I feel like we're at a point where we feel like we literally need to be in their living room 24-7, in their bathroom, in their bedroom, in their bathroom, in their closet. Sure, we should just be the camera on their phone because we can just turn ourselves on the mic on and listen to everything they're doing and see them. So to me, no, if you're out, if you're out I've seen plenty of celebrities. I see them. They're out. I just go over. I see you living your life I'm going about my business because you're more like I said before you're more likely heading somewhere you're trying to enjoy your life and me a stranger you don't owe me a picture and the other thing is if I don't take that picture with the person does that mean I didn't see them or like what is the purpose of you taking a picture what is that going to say oh my god you have a picture well now pictures are mostly digital. So what happens if that picture gets erased or corrupted? Do you, oh my God, you never saw that person. It's a memory, like live in the moment you saw the person. And if you got a chance to speak to the person, I mean, there are opportunities like I, I spoke to the person or whatever, but you got to speak to the person. It is what it is. You move on. But as far as people feeling somewhat entitled to more than the ticket i'm just like there should be no there's zero tolerance for it because even the whole paparazzi things when it was going crazy i feel like that's zero tolerance for that as well nobody's life should be in danger as far as a paparazzi but my other question for you was that do you feel like in a way fanatics treat their celebrity as like demigods in the terms like they're unquestionable regarding anything they say or do like they can do nothing wrong some fanatics they they do they do believe it they put i'm not even sure if it if they if it's that they believe the person can't do no wrong 
or is it that they just like you just you just can't say anything wrong about the person it's not like they don't believe it it's more like even if they did it's not like even if they did it's not it doesn't matter it's like they give them a card blanche it's like they can do whatever they want but you can't say anything about it the moment you call them out it's like you tainting kind of like the person image you you putting that person as like not perfect because because but then again i also think that it's because of what i don't want to blame it on social media but it is social media's fault right because social media put that filter for us on on celebrities life they get to show us a certain amount of perfection and we live in that perfection world and we think that oh that's that's it that's always there to life and because of that a lot of people try to meet that expectation it's like oh in order for me to be perfect then i have to be like that person right so it's like they even try to put themselves in the same shoe because they admire that person's perfect life because of what they see So a lot of people when they follow or they have like they have um an artist or celebrity that they admire so much it's like not only they want to be in that person's show or they want to be in that life but also they feel like whatever you got to say about that person cannot be true or will not be true or it's because you are a hater that's why you are doing this or because you don't like that person that's why you're saying those things or because you can't achieve that life or whatever it is then that's why you are saying those things it's like such a there's like a lot of underlying like things that goes on in that fantasy world like the at the end of it it's like the person is still a human being they are fathers they are mothers they are sisters and they are they do make mistakes and it's okay for them to make mistakes and there's nothing wrong and if somebody calls them out on their mistakes i don't think it's a bad thing but now this is the part that gets to me when we go to that question it's like how come those celebrities doesn't hold accountable their fans. What do you mean they don't the celebrities don't hold their fans accountable? Like it's okay for me to have fans that are crazy, right? Yeah. That are over the top crazy and will who's willing to do anything. But I'm not like I think I feel like it is also the responsibility of that person to make sure that their fan understand that there's a there's a there are boundaries like there are lines not to cross that's one and then two one thing i realized is that for for you and i some of those people can be fan but for the celebrities they are not fans for us we are like okay those people are fans like they are willing to i don't know go on blast on social media on somebody else because they're like you can't taint 
that person because that person is so amazing, such an amazing actress or actor or whoever, or celebrities, right? Or reality TV star, whatever it is. You can't do this to that person. But I feel like I feel like some, I think that there was this article that we were reading that says that how some of those celebrities also are putting fires under some of their fans to behave that way. But it's like, oh yeah, like you know, they are my fans. That's why they are they are so overprotective of me. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it becomes more like a like a very toxic relationship kind of thing. It's like, it's like, yeah, that person is doing this because they love me. If they didn't love me, then instead of saying, well, I understand that you guys really love me or really care about my music or my my films or whatever it is. However, you still you should still show people respect or you should still do this or you should still do that or whatever. I feel like that message is not given. But most of the time it's like they turn the blind eyes for whatever message is being portrayed. And then that person can do whatever they want to do. Like or want to say. Like does that make sense to you? Like what I'm saying though? That's what I mean by help like holding like like holding those people accountable, like based on their whatever it is, whatever that behavior is. Like whatever So you want the celebrity to hold the supposed fan accountable for whatever the behavior that a not, fan not all behaviors though i'm not talking about i'm all saying whatever the what i'm saying is the behavior that is let's just say it's bad uh you want the celebrity to hold the fan accountable yeah okay as far as your question if you think about it this is what i ask you as far as a god do you think a god is going to turn off any like turn away, I should say, any worshipers? No, because that's what gives them powers. So no, it doesn't matter how bad the behavior is. They're going to, even though they might not say anything to try to make it seem like they don't support the behavior, but but them not saying anything obviously tells you they're supporting the behavior because nobody should... um, use my name and say that they're a fan of mine and have the power to tell somebody to go, you know, harm their self or expose people's numbers, put people at harm or cause harm to anyone. But the celebrity is not going to say anything because at the end of the day, this is why I said the whole God complex as well. It goes both ways. A lot of times they have a God complex and the people have a worshiping complex where it's like that person can never say anything wrong and people forget that they're human so as far as they also remember you're a fan who called who buys my product whatever I'm selling so when I curse you out which is actually weird for this generation nobody's cursing me out and I'm going to go buy your album, watch your movies. You are not telling me off on social media or in person when I guess I know it says don't go asking people because you know there's boundaries, but there's also ways to respond to people when they ask you something. You don't curse them out talking about a few little B word and all of that. 
because for the simple fact to me it's like this person is showing you they don't they don't really respect you as a fan you're just a dollar sign and people see it as well you know she's human again the guy come the worshiping complex is you make an excuse for that person and as far of it i bet you there were more things like legal matters and like legality in terms of you know somebody can't be on your page being your fan someone can't be on your page like acting if these things were seen as the person acting on your behalf especially when you have celebrities sending out their armies their navies their battalions their marines after people because the person says something it's either you know cancel culture call out culture and stuff like that when they don't i feel like celebrities don't take any responsibilities even to the point where they'll tell you themselves well I don't make music for 16-year-olds. I don't make music for 8-year-olds. I don't do this. I don't make movies for this type of person. Because they don't take any form of responsibilities. But the worshipping person doesn't realize that that person does not care about you if they're not taking any responsibilities or to be... They don't care if they're a role model for you. So at the end of the day, I understand their aspect is they're human. Your aspect is you're a human worshipping another human. So... And that, there's always going to be a disaster. And I don't think it was always social media who made it. I think it's also cultural based. Because if you think about it, you just said, I think there's something internal that makes it. How come, you know, I say, okay, I see you, you're, you probably in my favorite, one of my favorite movies would be like Pirates of the Caribbean. Even if I met all the cast, I saw the cast, to me, they're still human. Oh, that was a great experience. You know, I can go to all the Marvel, I could go to Comic-Con or meet all the Marvel actors, actresses. It's still like, oh, that was a great experience and I move on. Why don't I feel that idea that these people are, how you call it, unquestionable? You know, the person who plays Spider-Man, the Hulk, like all these people, I am so worshiping them. Like anything they say is wrong. Captain America, the, how you call it? Oh, the Hulk guy. But it's like, why is it that we see them as human, but... In certain cultures, they're not seen as human. Like, what is it? Is there something about where we're growing up, the way you're growing up? I don't know. I find that very fascinating. If, you know, if that has anything to do with it. If what has anything to do with it? If your culture and the way you were brought up has anything to do with the way you view celebrities as being people who make art or a celebrity can be someone in a profession who does something like I'm pretty sure Dr. Fauci is now famous but are you going to pass out when you see him does everything he said somehow become unquestionable or do you still see him as one doctor who has you know who has knowledge and there are other doctors in the world so what is it about that culture 
or do we nature or nurture is it one or the other is it both that makes it like you know create someone that says oh yeah that's um the guy who acted in this oh yeah that's the guy who sings this and goes about their business whereas someone's like oh my god is this person oh my god it's like what is it like and they just lose their mind or this person said the sky is going to be gray and this it's sunny outside and they're just like no the sky will be gray like what exactly about it that makes us so i don't know go like your hormones i guess like you said before go so crazy i'm not sure i don't have that answer but i'm sure i don't know if it's cultural because it happens all over the world it's not something that um it happens here it happens everywhere um i guess it's all about the person like their love for for that celebrity or as a fan it's just how passionate they are for that person some of us it might just be like ah, eh, whatever they're just human beings it is what it is it could be the way that we were raised to see people it could be um the importance of it and it also I think it's also, I would say for sure it has to do with maybe the way we were raised as people sometimes. Um, our parents instilling us that, like, you know, you can still love something, but to a limit. Um, or you can appreciate something to a limit. You don't have to go crazy for it for, for you to appreciate it. Um, and because sometimes we can appreciate something so much that like you know as they said the the mind is such an an amazing and misunderstood tool that you know we don't know how far that can go and we can like we can be so passionate about something that maybe we take it too far and we become very dark in that passion like, you know, like the same, the same is very, I feel like it's very similar to somebody who's in a relationship. They love you so much that like, even like, and that's what I meant by saying toxic, like it could be such a passionate love for themselves that they don't even realize that they are either hurting you in that process or doing something wrong because to them, they only have vision for that celebrity or that thing or that person and then it become very toxic and very dark so I think sometimes that that kind of like blindsides you in a way where you can't even process reality to you it's like you have one goal I'm passionate about that person I love that person and I'm gonna do this 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 and I think that at that moment when you are driven to be in that dark space of passion for that person it's no longer you're no longer a fan and that's even leading to the next point of our topic that's what you know people call a stand and even for me I was like I was reading and I'm like oh, I never paint I never kind of like um made the connection and it's so funny like even in some of the article like you know Eminem came with the word in so long and if I'm not mistaken, I feel like that's one of the music that even introduced me to Eminem. And I'm like, you know, but 
like when you think about it, like some people really go to that extent of being like, they feel like they so connected with you and they're like, okay, that person is speaking to me. That person understand me to a level that they're like, okay, that person, like I'm in love with that person or I'm this or I'm that. And that's it. Right. And they are willing to do so much more in order to either be in your presence, be next to you, just to confess or profess or I don't know. I don't even think like it's not even love in reality. It's it's more like an obsession, right? Obsession and love is not the same. So I think that that's the difference. Um, it's like you can be a fan, but when you reach the dark side of your obsession as a fan, then it's no longer a fan then it's become more of a stan. Stanicism? Is that even a word? Stanicism? I'm going to create that word. Stanicism. You are a stan. Stanicism. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a catch. Hashtag stanicism. Yes. Like, to that point that you are willing to, to do other stuff. Like, okay, I'm willing to keep you away from from that celebrity, I'm gonna, like, it's like nobody can say anything. You're willing to hurt because just because somebody is tainting that image, that perfect image of the, like you said, that person can't do no wrong at that moment to you. And I think that there's that those two are the difference for me. And my thing is how can, like, can it be avoided? Like, can, how can you avoid becoming a stan as a person? I think that's to do to me. We look up to celebrities, like I was saying, I feel like because you can relate to them or their craft, right? So if it's music, they're singing about things, you know, that you're going through. Like some people will say, oh, you know, Keisha Cole, her her albums are way better when she's going through a breakup so it's like you relate to her so why don't you relate to her when she's singing about happy things or even Mary J Blige I believe like people would say the same thing about her so to me we also like the negative in a way oh, and you go outside like you know some people relate to the um the late DMX some people relate to 50 Cent so you know, all these celebrities, like some people relate to Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, like you can just name it. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be one person. Obviously, you can relate to many different people because supposedly a lot of celebrities are singing about or singing rapping about their struggles. So, I mean, as far as writing your own lyrics and stuff and buying it, I'm a little I feel a little weird if you're not writing it, how can it really be, or at least if you're not co-writer, how can it really be your own struggle or you're, you know, singing internally? That's a different debate. So for me, it's more like, I remember listening to TLC. Okay, some of the things I just didn't relate. I remember listening to Brandy, okay. But I also understood that, I don't live in Brandy's life. Brandy's making this song that makes me say, oh yeah, you know, how you call it? Monica makes this song that makes me think, oh yeah. But I don't know these people. 
So to me, I've always had it. And I think, I don't know if it's because of people around me, which is why I was saying is a nurture versus nurture. I never really thought of somebody I couldn't see as, like when I say I couldn't see, it's like, you're not around me. Uh, like, I can't touch you. Like call you whenever I want. To me, you're not really, what is that word? Like you're not real. So to me, it's, it was the same thing as if you're a video character in a movie. I mean, like a, a video character in a game. Like, oh, this was nice. You know, I relate. But you weren't tangible. That's the word I'm looking for. So as where my heroes is, would be the pe- person who I see struggling day in and day out. Where, okay, you know, you're telling me about this stage of your life. You And also, a lot of times, celebrities only show you, like you were saying, the perfection and this person I see struggling, I see them putting in hard work and stuff like that. It was like, yeah, that song was nice, but okay, but who are you really? You can't just be a song. And I think that people feel like they relate somehow to that person because of that craft. And I feel like that's also where stalkers feel like then now they own, they know that person. It's like, oh, that's my wife. That song was probably three to four minutes, even <laughs> one song. How the heck do you know somebody who lives 24 hours in one day? You heard a song. And I think a lot of it sometimes might also have to do with nature as like how some people are more likely to form an addiction as opposed to other people. And in a way, it's still a form of addiction to the fact that you have to get, you have to, just like social media, you have to plug in and get your fix. So I have to get my fix of you. So, and to get that high going, you know, you have to go to more extreme. And I think that's when it goes into the whole stalking and the person that you were saying they're in that dark place where they cannot figure out now they're encroaching in people's boundaries and they're actually forgetting social norms like and even willing to break laws to get their fix of that person and to me now actually when I'm thinking about it it is some form of an addiction and if like you try to tell somebody who is addicted to a drug that the drug is evil are they going to listen to you or they're just going to say you stupid, you don't know what you're do- talking about? They're going to say, nah, you, oh, the drug's killing me. Nah, what are you talking about? It makes me feel good. And that's the culture we've come to live in. I don't think I've ever been a stan, but I can say I can be a fan because I can be a, f- well, my definition of a fan is I like your craft. Thank you for making it. Okay, we're good. You don't owe me anything. I don't need to see your house. I don't see, no, care what shoes you wear. Actually, I don't even care who you are. <laughs> it's like, I don't care how many kids you have. None of that really matters to me. It's more of like, okay, you know, this person, when they act, like Johnny Depp. I love when Johnny Depp acts as much as like, oh my God, as many movies as, as I've watched of him. It's like, other than Pirates of the Caribbean, the characters are always so different and he just it's like you can't tell it's this person if he didn't have that face because he's in it like he's one of those characters he's one of those actors to me it's like 
until he had that scandal with that lady who it turned out was the actual, you know, he was the actual victim. She was the actual perpetrator. But anyway, it was to me, it was just like, I didn't know if Johnny Depp had kids. I didn't know if he had a girlfriend or whatever. Until all of that, I didn't know nothing about it. All I know is if Johnny Depp was in the movie, I wanted to see it. And to me was, if I saw Johnny Depp walking on the street, I don't care. Johnny Depp is just the name. I like the characters. Because to me, it's just like when, before you have movies, you have books. Did we go stalking those people in the books? No, because that's the only difference. Did, I don't, I would hope nobody went and stalked the writers, but that probably happened too. So I don't know. I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably a form of an addiction. To just want to get your fix of your celebrity and you can't see your celebrity would do anything that would cause you harm. And as far as people sending their armies, navies, battalions, and all of that, I still think they should be held liable. They should be held liable. Like you should not in any way or form insinuate for somebody to go after, for your group of fans to go after. Just like what's his name can't tell people, even though he still tries, can't tell people what stocks and stuff to buy. It should be the same thing. I think that that always, like, you know, this then, it's funny that now everything is a culture. Yeah. Um, stands were always there. They just used to used to call them stalkers. A stalker used to be a fan. That became <laughs> a stalker. Like, it's just now they decide to use the word stan. And it wasn't a culture until, because, until now. Because now it's right in front of us. Before, it wasn't in front of us. Before, we didn't know that celebrities used to get... I mean, we assume, probably, that maybe they have people who are so passionate because I remember... What was that show? Another show, The Bodyguard. I remember watching The Bodyguard as a kid. And I remember when Whitney Houston, the character Rachel, got this letter that literally scared her like you know there was and then there was they like I remember like somebody even attacked I felt like they went away I thought I I think they went away or something like that and then somebody attacked them so, something like that I even remember how it happened such a long, I mean I remember the last time I saw the movie but anyway the point is that like long time ago you used to get letters people used to write your letters people used to find your your information and send you letters some letters might not be as pleasant to read and some were and i think that those were also sent but the thing is that they were not maybe as vocal as celebrities nowadays are i think that the difference is that a lot of celebrities think that okay i'm gonna speak about it on social media it's transparency Granted, could be transparency between you and your fans. That's between you and your fans. But in reality, not everybody needs to know what's happening in your life. I'm not saying for you to keep, if somebody said they're going to hurt you, to keep it silent. That's not what I'm saying. If, if something like that is happening, hire securities, go to the police. There are proper channels for that. Social media doesn't need to know about it. And I feel like that's another issue in itself. People trying to be transparent 
And not only they are speaking about that they are like, they are literally putting their lives in every little details, ups or down, things that they are upset, but also be like, you can't be mad at what the transparency leads to or what they make other people do. Like, because you were trying to be transparent about your life. You wanted your, your friends to be part of your life. You can't be mad at that. I was reading the other day that, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kim has, Kim Kardashian has a stand that sent her a diamond ring and a plan B. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I read it, I'm like, I'm not even sure what that means. Like, does that mean I want to marry you, but I don't want to have kids with you? <laughs> or does that mean, like, what does that mean? And it's like, and it comes to find out they, like her security guards. <laughs> to me, it's like you're calling her a prostitute, but okay. I mean, listen, I don't know. But like, to me, I felt like her security guard said, that I guess that there was a guy stalking her, even go to her front gate, like a few months ahead before that or whatever. But my point is that, people are becoming more not not brave that's not the word more bold like you know they are they feel like they are entitled to do certain things to people and i'm not saying because of transparency they feel entitled but it's like oh i know where she lives now guess what i'm gonna do this now i'm gonna look and they have more access they have more access to a lot of information information that long time ago maybe we didn't care to have or maybe some people who did care to have they had to do a lot of work to get now we don't it's like with one click of a button we get those information and it's like really really out there and I think that when you think about that like some like I even think about I'm like if I'm a celebrity and I get that kind of message I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel like no matter what kind of information it is like or you say you're going to get me, or you say you're going to hurt me. And the craziest thing is like, I remember one thing that I feel like people felt to understand, like, especially whether it's an actress, an actor, a singer, I'm playing a role. Let's say it was Johnny Depp. Let's say in that character, he died. Am I going to go kill that producer just because they kill him in that movie? He did not die in real life. Like, I didn't hurt him. He didn't get hurt. But there are people who are so obsessive. They will, they, it's like the reality is slowly becoming whatever that person is living in that, in that life. It's like, that's their reality. If I'm singing a song about breakup, okay, maybe I'm going through it. But not every single song that I'm writing about breakup is about my personal life. It could be about a friend life. Okay, I'm hearing Army is going through a breakup and I'm like, you know what? Breakup, but it's true. Breakup songs do get people because we all went through something. And I feel like because we can connect to that, not that we can't connect with, with positivity. It's like, okay, aside from Christmas, that's very joyful. There's no other season, <laughs> to be honest. Like, there's not a season to talk about happiness stuff. Valentine's Day, eh, we talk about love. But Christmas is very joyful. 
But Valentine's Day, there's two types of songs. You have the breakup songs, you have the love songs. Most of the time, the breakup songs are going to sell because that's when all the single ladies, all the ladies who've been recently dumped or all the men who've been recently dumped, they are in their feeling and they like, you know, the ice cream, the chocolate, you know, whatever that they want to do to compensate that moment. They are the alcohol, you know, all of those things. They are like, you know, they, they need something to feel connected to. And I understand that feeling. But if I'm talking about joy and happiness and all of that, I can only sing that song when I'm in a good mood. Meanwhile, I can have on repeat, like you said, Keisha Cole's 24-7. Because it's like, I really want to feel it. And, you know, it's going through. I get that. So, yes, I understand that. But what the person to understand is that most of the time a writer, these people either have people writing for them. It's like, oh, I want that person to sing that song for me. And maybe that's the message of the album. You know, we're going to talk about heartbreak. We're going to talk about pain. We're going to talk about change. We're going to talk about overcoming. Like there are so many messages in those, in those um, albums in, in one thing. It's like, but I feel like a stand, usually they miss out on that messages when they become so obsessive. It's like, it's like, nope. At the end of the day, that person just represents who they are in that obsession. It's like, nope, I just love that person. No matter what no matter what they do, whatever song they like, it's like, it's like one obsession. You know what I mean? Like nothing's going to change that. Like even if that person sings happy song, sad song, they become so passionate about that person and no longer, I feel like it's no longer relevant. I just think that at the end of it is just, just remember they, most of the time they, not all of them write their song. Sometimes it might be somebody else's feelings that they just singing for them. Or the movie is not real. After one hour, two hours and a half, they just got paid for something they did. Or influencers, they not really, they not really living, like 90% chance they not really living what they portraying on TikTok and social media. And they, people need to start understanding that. And I think that the filter is just messing everything up. You know something, remember when you really, like you were saying that you did not know anything about a celebrity other than what was put into a magazine. I also, that was always filtered, but I also feel like it's their fault in the sense that they kept saying, oh, I want to connect him with my fans. Then have an event, have your fans come out. But it's your fault when you keep going on social media to add, oh my God, I went to a breakup today. Then it's, okay, let me say, if someone's going to rob you, right? Or, you know, violate you in any way, is it easier for them to violate you when they're in your house because you open the door? Or... Is it easier when they're outside passing by your house? They don't even know you live there. 
but you went out, opened the door, invited them as they were walking by, and then now you want them out of your life. It doesn't work that way because I already know what the inside of your house looked like because you invited me. I know the layout because you invited me. And now you're saying, well, you're a bad guest. I want you out. This is a thing though. You don't, when you invite people in, you do not get to dictate how they act. Yes, me, I'm not going to come and ask you for a picture. That's just not in my nature. And I guess that's something we do with I was raised. But the other person doesn't understand etiquette in the same way I understand etiquette and boundaries. I have my I do these boundaries because that's my boundaries for myself. So no, I'm not inviting you to my house and then saying, oh, now you guys can stay at my business privacy. I need privacy. You have privacy. Nobody knew who you were other than the characters you acted on. So to me, that's the other part that I feel like they entice this whole stand and fanaticism culture. But now that it's kind of like in a way, sometimes caving on them, they don't know how to handle it because that's a big responsibility you don't want to be held responsible because you know someone said supposedly said something to you and a celebrity and you go on their page and you say something and then now all your fans are like oh we're going to expose you and all of that so that's how I feel about that I feel like the responsibility falls on that their side as well just to add on that I'm I do think that like I, I don't want to say it's not their fault. I know before I also mentioned like the whole transparency thing because they want to be transparent with their fans and that's why they are sharing certain things. But at the same time, I don't, yes, like I also mentioned, they do need to be responsible to their fan communities at some point. But I feel like they are also, there's so much somebody can do. I feel like when it comes to people's obsession, there's so much you can control. But I do know a lot of celebrities that are still on social media and they're still sharing things, but they do keep their lives private. Like you can still be engaging with your fandom without necessarily putting your family at risk or your your loved ones or your close friends, whatever it is, at risk. And I think that people need to be aware of that. It's like, what is, how much sharing is too much sharing? Like, you, like, you, like the world always gonna have haters. We always gonna have people who hate. We always gonna have people who have, who can't give positive comment. Like I know so many, celebrities that I've seen online who who use their platform for either activism they push other stuff and then when you go throughout the whole their whole lives their whole thing it's like you barely see anything about their personal life like you can still relate like they might say like I forgot who celebrities page I was on and it's like they were talking about okay these are the books that I'm reading or these are the things that I'm doing or are they talking about the causes that they are interested in? And they, they talk about those things, but they don't tell you about their kids. They don't tell you what school, what school their kids are going to. They don't tell you about their schedule. 
That doesn't mean that they're not being transparent. It's just, I feel like they're just keeping their family safe and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you can still be a fan without being a destructive fan, without being crazy fan. Like that's the right word, a crazy fan. Like you can still love a, a person for their talent, admire a person for their talent, but still respect their privacy. Because I think in reverse, we always have to reflect back into us. Like, would you want somebody to do that to you? Personally, I'm very, very private. Like, I do not want anybody in my personal life unless I invite you in my personal life. So I definitely know whether it's as a, an influencer, as a content creator, blogger, whatever it is, artist, you want to put it as a label, I would never want people invading my privacy because that's, it calls privacy for a reason. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to share. I will still share. I still want to change and influence people but to a certain level. And I also want to put that message out there for like where I'm making, I'm taking my own responsibility to do those things in a responsible way. But when you start doing things where your friends are fighting for you, cursing for you, then that's where the shift happens. That's when you no longer you are complicit to those behaviors. You are accepting those behaviors. Like what if somebody feels like what we're saying is not true or they feel like, well, that's not how we feel. Once you stand, you stand, you might never agree with us. That's what it is. But at the end of the day, it's just realizing that it is our responsibilities as people to hold ourselves accountable for our own behaviors, but also for the message that we're portraying outside. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey of ANR. I hope you really appreciate this episode about fanaticism and stand culture. We just feel like it was such an interesting topic to have a conversation about. And we hope that you enjoyed, you've enjoyed every second of it. We can't wait to hear your own opinion about it. Please look us up on social media. We are on Instagram at Journey of ANR, on Twitter at Journey of ANR. And we are also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts. So you can check us out and leave a comment. And we hope to hear from you very soon. Make sure you share this with your friends and all the other podcasts. I'm Rochelle. My name's Armid. Bye. Laters.